cold choked her at the thought, and she looked down at the weak sunshine that touched the edges of her boots. The distant roar of a busy London rumbled through an open window under the radio's chatter. Daphne found it strangely soothing. She was unquestionably a child of London, bred from metal and steam and ash, all better caretakers than the woman before her. Her whole life her family had suffered echoes of the scandal caused when her English mother had married a man born to an English officer and an Indian woman. The struggle certainly not improved after her father had passed. Listless days, and frantic days, and kill me days, and I hate you days. Days when Daphne had been glad to be an apprentice clock mechanic, busy earning her own money, and days when she'd been reluctant to leave her mother alone to play with knives and hollow herself with hunger. Doctors had advised committing her mother to the asylum many times, but it wasn't until she had nicked Daphne with one of her treasured knives that she'd finally condemned them both, her mother to this place, herself to loneliness. Daphne looked around the room. A nurse shuffled to each woman, handing out little pills. A weary-looking woman with frizzing hair stuck her hand out for the proffered tablet, then knocked it back like it was a tumbler of whiskey. Dreams, her mother muttered. Daphne wondered if she had misheard. Then again. Dreams? Of what? Her mother lifted a hand and let it fall back heavily onto her lap. I have them. The nurse stopped beside them and offered a pill. Obediently, without even looking down, her mother accepted it and swallowed. Daphne waited for the nurse to leave before she repeated. Dreams of what? My parents? My old stuffed rabbit? A silk fan my uncle brought back from China? James? Daphne winced at her father's name. Do you miss these things? Her mother nodded. I'm sorry. I wish I could give them to you. So do I, she whispered. They slipped into silence again, but it was a different kind. Not the silence of deep water, but the silence of a lazy Sunday. Daphne almost felt pleased. It had been weeks since her mother had spoken so many words. The radio warbled, and her mother instinctively leaned forward to adjust the knobs. When the channel returned, clearly, the high-voiced announcer was still at it. Tell them to try Bill's Brake Solution, the only solution to all your automotive troubles. Now we... Oh. The radio was unnaturally quiet for twenty loud ticks of the clock. It seems we have incoming news from the Jewel Colony itself. Daphne grew very still. The announcer cleared his throat. Early this morning, a protest broke out in the heart of the city of Rath, where their clock tower stands. In the midst of the commotion, there was a loud report, and a mechanism within the tower was blown to pieces. Daphne couldn't tear her eyes away from the radio. Neither could anyone else in the room. Although the rioters were subdued, the cause of the explosion remains unknown. After consulting the local clock mechanics, it's been confirmed that the tower has fallen. Hushed whispers and gasps from the other women. Daphne's vision tunnelled. Suddenly she was back at that moment of perfect horror in Dover, frozen as the world went white and time shuddered to a stop. Her body rang with an echo of that terror. As nausea clenched her belly, she swore she could smell blood. Soldiers helped the injured out of the rubble, but a search through the debris yielded no bodies. The central frame of the clockwork has not yet been located. 
Muttering issued from the radio, the announcer conferring with someone just beyond the microphone. At this time, there is no clear connection between the riot and the tower falling. The strangest part the soldiers have reported, the announcer's voice faded, is that wrath has not stopped. There is no barrier. So far, time continues to move forward. Daphne released a sharp breath, then inhaled another. The announcer must be mistaken. The news was coming all the way from India. Along the way, some piece of the report must have been misinterpreted. It wasn't possible for a city to run without its tower. Unfortunately, we know nothing further regarding this incident, but we hope to have more information soon. There was a lengthy pause. And now, the season's cricket rankings. The room gradually stirred back to life. Voices rose in speculation, some entranced by the report, some startled, some sceptical. Her mother continued to watch the radio.